got some good stuff to get to this morning. I'm super excited uh, about that. Hey, if you missed yesterday, then you missed yesterday. It was a lot of fun. We got to celebrate about 10 people getting baptized yesterday. Really, really good day. Um, uh, honestly, I, I've missed the last two weeks, and it is uh, me and my family went on vacation. We were in Mexico for the last uh, two Sundays, and... Uh, <laughs> It's no vacation when you go with your kids. I'll tell you that much. I, had, I have two little ones, and let me be honest, we had so much fun. I mean, we did it up. We did it all. We went swimming with dolphins. We snorkeled. We went cliff jumping. We went and belled sandcastles. We went to the beach. We went to the pool. We went and got pina coladas for the girls. I mean, y'all, we did it up. We had so much fun, um, but I'm tired. I came home, and that is no vacation when you take the little ones. Um, but something really, uh, it's actually really hard to, to go on vacation and to get away. Not because I don't enjoy being with my family, obviously, but do you know what it's like um, to be away from something you love? And I love this community and how fun it was for me to be with my girls and have a week of just not restful downtime where we could play and laugh together. But Man, I love this place. I watched live stream Mackie do an okay job the last two weeks. <laughs> um, uh, but he was fantastic. I, but I miss this place. There is something um, special about um, the calling that this place has. This, is, this community is very unique and like nothing I've ever been a part of before, to be honest with you. Um, you may not know this, but from the very beginning of Riverside... Um, We've staked our claim on building one relationship at a time. Um, that has always been our heart from the very beginning. We didn't start Riverside by thinking, how big of a building can we afford? Let's go build it and then try to fill it up with as many people as we could. We understood um, that the kingdom comes best one relationship at a time one person at a time. And so that was our heart. And so you may not know this, but Riverside first started off um, very humbly and small and meek. We opened up a thing called the Hope Center and we launched something called the Loft Coffee House. And it was our excuse. It was our way of building and going on mission in this community together alongside of you. Um, and so while that is true that just part of the DNA of Riverside has never been the bigger building um, strategy, that does not mean that this place has a small vision or we've set, settled for something less than the radical um, multiplication of the gospel. We believe, this community believes, I believe um, that Bulverde Spring Branch needs to look differently because they know this, the people in this room. That is my heart and that is my conviction. And the truth is we are not betting on buildings. That's, that's not our strategy. We're betting on you. We are betting on a you that is empowered by Jesus, fueled by the Holy Spirit, living a transformed life that transforms the lives of the people around you. Riverside from the very beginning, from the original DNA of who we are and how we got started has always been a missional community. It's always, it's never been about come here. It's always been about we're going to step out and go. It's an outward facing life. 
And we do that because we believe that's who Jesus is. We believe that's who God is. is he's not a God that said, come to me, but a God that said, I'm going to go to them. It's a God that put on human skin and stepped into humanity so that he could be known. And so we are people that live missional lives that move in the direction of pain, hurt, and brokenness in this world. Um, there's a scripture that is, uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be jumping into the book of Romans um, for the semester, which is going to be fantastic. And so I've been kind of preparing, and there's a scripture that has just stuck out to me um, maybe as one of the central ones from the book of Romans. Um, Paul is writing to a group of Christians, to a group of believers, and I want to let you see what he says. He says this in Romans 10, 14. Do we have it up on screen? Yeah, he says this, 10, 14 through 15. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how can anyone go and tell them without being, without being sent. This is why the scripture says, and did you hear what Sophie prayed this morning during worship? It's just confirmation that this is what the Lord is doing this morning. Listen to what the scripture says. How beautiful are the feet of the messenger who brings the good news. Power, just powerful. Another way that we could say that is, the local church is God's plan A for the world. It's God's plan A for the world. Why? Because it is the body of Christ. It is the bride of Christ. It is an empowered thing that lives on mission that tells of the glory and unfolds the kingdom wherever it goes. The hope of the world is the local church because it is people made up where the gospel is inside of them, fueled by the Holy Spirit to transform, that live transformed lives that transform the community, that transform the world. It's unbelievable, powerful. And so Riverside does that in a lot of different ways. We um, do that locally here. We do that with ministries like the Hope Center and the Loft and our uh, children's ministry and our student ministry is one of, and not, not even to mention, one of our countless ministry partners that we have. But we also do that globally too. And in fact, one of our teams uh, just got back from a trip to Uganda. And so this morning, you're, we're going to get to hear just a little bit of their story about their time being in Uganda and see just the difference it makes when somebody says, so will I. What does a so will I life look like? It looks like somebody that says, I'll go wherever you send me. I'll go across the dinner table. I'll go across the street. I'll go across the world. And so Riverside, I want to let you watch just a short little video that highlights just the impact that um, a so will I type of life can bring. Let's go ahead and watch this. Hi, my name is Damali. I'm 14 years old. I'm in senior two at Misana Location High School. I came to Misana in 2009. Ah, <laughs> For the period I've been here, it's now three months, and many teams have come in from the US, from Colorado, and other states. 
And to me, I believe, from what I've seen, these teams are really beneficial. I've seen the games these teams have brought on board for our children, and it's really a positive impact. It's a positive mindset to our, our children because they're really exploring a lot. And even in the communities, our teams are doing so great to teach the communities and also to be good examples to the community members and to also continue bringing hope and dignity to our communities and the children we have in Musana, both at primary and in secondary. is a blessing and you know many times we go visit homes and visit staff uh, houses and these teams pray with staff here and they bless them and so I think having this wide kind of relationship is a big thing many teams come here and work with staff and share different experiences so that is a big blessing and as Musana I believe we are greatly impacted and proud to have teams that always come in to work with us So Riverside's been getting to go to Uganda, I don't know, for 10 or so years. And every year we've been sending at least one trip a year. And it is powerful to see just the work that the Lord does, not only there, but also in our people. And so this morning you're going to get to hear from a few of our team members that just got back. And so I'm going to uh, please welcome, I'm going to invite Craig and Abra up here as we get to hear just a little about it through Musana trip. And so would you please welcome Craig and Abra up this morning. There you go. There you go, man. 
All right, folks. And so, Craig Albert, tell us just real quickly just a little bit about yourself, maybe how long you've... Uh, Craig, I won't ask you how old you are, but uh, <laughs> Albert, uh, tell us a little bit about the season of life you're in and just introduce yourself this morning. So, my name is Albra. I'm 17. I'm going into my senior year of high school at Smithson Valley. Um, it's over there somewhere. <laughs> I... Jeez, um, my sister got married two days ago. Yeah. That was so. cool. A lot of y'all know her. Um, and this community has been a part of my life since I was in fourth grade. And everything that I've done, I can totally attribute to this church. Uh, it has made me the person I am today. And I love each and every one of you for being part of the people that yeah. helped me to get where I am. Dang. All right, Craig, follow that. <laughs> well, I'm uh, Craig, and I'm entering my uh, senior year of life. Uh, so, um, I'm super, super blessed to uh, be the husband of Michelle Woodman and uh, have these two beautiful boys in my life. Uh, they enrich my life so much, and I love that. Um, I'm a high school math teacher. I have been for about 18 years, and... Uh, it's a passion to me. I love uh, teaching math. I, I feel that it's the language that God gives us to understand his creation. Uh, so I'm like uh, head over heels into it. And uh, I hope that passion uh, is a little bit contagious. Uh, so there I am. Yes. So uh, let me ask both of you guys. So this is like if you rolled in here this morning, you're like, wait, holy smokes, you guys just traveled, traveled across the world. Like that's, first of all, that's not a cheap trip. Um, you, Craig, you're, it's the summertime, but you have to give up a couple of your weeks to actually get there. It's something like 36 hours of travel. How in the world did you guys ever get to a place to say, yeah, I'll be willing to go? Like, I, I feel called to do that. Would you tell us a little bit just briefly about that process of, of how you even said yes to something like this? Um, mine was kind of easier, I think. Um, I didn't get thrown in, but I got invited really hard yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the team from Musana came over and... Uh, uh, my family went to uh, Sue's house to have dinner with them, and somewhere, somehow, somebody had uh, let them know that I teach math a little bit differently than most people teach math, so uh, they were really, really kind of a hard press to uh, see if I could come over and work with their math teachers, and it wasn't a very hard decision. It was uh, a really, really cool invitation, so it wasn't hard to make the decision. Abra, tell us about you. Um, so I was the last person to join the Uganda team because I didn't think I could go. I'm a minor. I'm 17, and normally you either have to have an adult go with you or you have to be 18 or older to go that far. Um, so I was actually at a coffee shop with one of my mentors, Sam Dickey, and I was just, I was like, hey, I'm kind of sad. We're not going to Haiti this year because I'd gone last year. And she was like, well, have you considered going to Uganda? And I was like, no, I have not. She was like, well, let's do it. And she calls Sue right there. Like, I cannot, I don't even, I didn't know where Uganda was on the map yet. She calls <laughs> Sue and she's like, hey, can Aubra Mazel go to Uganda with you? And she was like, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. And I was like, 
Yeah. Guess I'm going to Uganda. But I wasn't, I wasn't that set on it yet. I uh, had talked to two of the other girls that went, Kylie and Esther, over there. And I was like, hey, can y'all just pray about this and let me know what you hear if you think that I fit in with y'all's team. And uh, a couple days later, we go to World Mandate in Waco. And Kylie comes up to me and she's like, Abra, I've seen it. it. You are going to Uganda. You're coming with us and it's going to be life-changing. And it was. Unbelievable. So good. So uh, tell us, y'all, a little bit about what did y'all do there? Um, what kind of things did you focus on when you were there? What was kind of the intent of going on this trip? Uh, y'all want to talk about that? Um, so we were going with Musana, which is a community development organization. And um, we didn't really know what we were doing. Some people had specific tasks that I had planned out, but me and Sue and Denise and Esther were really just there to go with the flow and do what they needed us to do. And we ended up just getting to work alongside a lot of people, uh, encourage the people that encourage people, give people um, the rejuvenation, like the strength to keep empowering the people there longer. Yeah. yeah. What kind of projects did y'all do there? Um, we, when we were with Musana, we would go to like the high school or the primary school. We did BBS, we did a Bible study. Um, we went and worked in some of the villages, did a clinical in the villages. Yeah. Just anything for yeah. <laughs> two, three weeks yeah. they Good. needed. Good. And so Craig, you came in with a particular set of skills. So tell us about your time when you were there. Um, I did. So uh, I got to tell you that there was a lot of uh, anxiety on my part leading up to like especially in maybe the last four or five days of the trip because I felt like there was kind of a lot of hype that was laid out there about this Craig Woodman coming to work with math teachers uh, and that I wouldn't live up to the hype honestly. Um, uh, man, it was the most beautiful experience I've had. It was really, really, really cool. Um, I went and what I found was, uh, I don't know who knows me as a math teacher, there's, I look around the room and, and quite a few do I think, but uh, I teach math a whole lot differently. I don't feel like uh, the education system treats it very well. It uh, does everything kind of as individual, uh, individual little pieces and doesn't really show how it all fits together or where it came from or anything like that. So I've got a really, really super strong firm deep belief that language is a God-given uh, language, that that uh, mathematics is his language that he gives us to understand his creation, and that uh, if we can get kids to kind of understand that, and that it really is a language, and it all fits together, and how that uh, can be accomplished, uh, then that was my goal. So I got there and found that they operate in the same kind of mathematical system that we do, that it's very disintegrated, that it's individual skills that are learned, but there isn't anything that fits it all together. So my goal was to make math very, very visual for them and every single thing they learn and every formula they use and everything to pick it apart and go to the ground level and say, where did that come from and why is it true? Uh, 
So I taught a couple of lessons and the kids were like so, so, so hungry. It, it was amazing to see their eyes. They're so hungry. And you could see, like I call it when the light comes on, uh, kids change the way they're breathing and the, and the look in their eyes when the light comes on. And you could see that happening. Uh, but more you could see it in the teachers. And that was the, the big thing, you know. Uh, as Riverside, when we go out on mission, our thing isn't to go and give them a bunch of stuff and then walk away and leave and say that was great, but to go and to teach them to be self-sufficient. Uh, so most of my time was spent with the teachers. Uh, we usually had about a two and a half hour session every day after the school day ended. And man, the teachers were so, so, so hungry for an understanding of how everything worked. So we spent about two and a half hours every single day picking apart everything that they'd been teaching and what was coming for the next couple of months. And then as I uh, was approaching leaving, uh, you know, we've got great email contact with each other, but they committed that, that they will not teach anything else. No more formulas, nothing else unless they truly understand from the ground level how that's made and how they can build it up. And now that's their methodology. They teach kids to start from the ground level not knowing and build this formula themselves or build this understanding themselves and then they own it and they see how all the pieces fit together. Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, it, it was a very moving experience and in the teachers you could see the same thing. They changed the way they're breathing and their eyes would just like light up. Like they'd bust out in this big grin like, wow, I get that. Okay, I've never seen that before. And it was super, super powerful. Yeah. So uh, God is in math and math is in God and it's the language he gives us. And so what's fascinating about each of their stories is they're very different. And I hope you heard some of that. You heard Albra say, we, I went and I was just wide open and the Lord met me right in there beautiful and then Craig comes in who is a math teacher and what does he have to give his heart and his passion about what he cares about is the thing that God uses to transform people there just beautiful stories and so tell us a little bit I've never been on a mission trip where it's like you 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 don't have this one moment where it's oh my gosh I see I see something has shifted I see something has changed or you might say it where was the God moment for each of you on the trip, where do you see, oftentimes we talk about God showed up, um, but maybe a better way to phrase that is, uh, where did you show up and God met you in that moment? So we had this Sunday church service at the high school one day, and those kids know how to worship. It's beautiful there up and dancing. Every single child there has a beautiful singing voice. Every, did you meet a kid who did not sing beautifully? I did not. They all sound beautiful. Um, and they, they're up and they're dancing and it's, it's a party for God every day. And um, at, at this church service, one of the girls came up to me and was like, you dance? And I was like, I mean, I know how, I mean, not really like y'all, but I, I know how. And she pulls me in front of the church with all of the other girls that are up there dancing and is trying to get me to just dance with them. And I'm looking out at like 600, 600 kids, high schoolers looking at me, trying to dance in front of the church. 
and I just felt overwhelmed with love. Like, they, they, they weren't judging me. They weren't like, what do you think you're doing up there? They were like, yeah, like, they're, they're jumping back at me. They're all dancing. They're all looking at each other. And I just knew that, like, God loved and saw each and every one of them. And he saw me there. And we were all singing. And we were having a party for God. And it was beautiful. And I will never forget that. Oh, ever. Beautiful. Craig, how about for you? Um, so mine happened at night. Uh, I was by myself. But it was after the second day that I'd taught uh, ever worked with the teachers, I think. And I remember that day, what I'd done in the classes is showed the students uh, visually what pi looks like and showed the students visually uh, why pi r squared gives you the area of the circle, which to you is like, okay, really? But, uh, but, uh, and then working with the teachers afterwards and seeing that light come on, uh, it gave me that sense that, yes, this is, this is why I came. So uh, that night, you know, I have trouble sleeping because stuff's running through my head through the day and, and what about tomorrow and all that. So I was having trouble sleeping and it was super still in the room and like super warm. Uh, so I went out on this little uh, patio area that just happened to, it goes flat and then there's this slope almost exactly like a chaise lounge, you know? Uh, so I took a blanket and a pillow back there and kind of propped up and just looked up because, uh, you know, that's God's creation uh, and a beautiful picture. And I saw the constellation, the Southern Cross, for the first time because we can't see that here. It's in the Southern Hemisphere and we just can't see that. And um, there's a song by Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, so you kids and students will have to ask your grandparents. <laughs> yeah, ask your grandparents uh, who that is. Uh, but it's called the Southern Cross, and there's a particular line in that that says, when you see the Southern Cross for the first time, you'll understand now why you came this way. And that was really profound. It, it, um, the day's events and the two day the, the two days events uh, were very profoundly impacting on why I was there, and that just kind of put everything together. So, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Um, so coming back from these trips is uh, definitely not easy. It, it's it's hard to unpack and explain the things that you have experienced and the stories that you've carried, and so question for you guys is what's different now coming back how has the Lord maybe shifted something inside of you since being home okay so I have really been working on trying to be more intentional since I got home and because anywhere we went everybody said you are most welcome here and they brought you into their home, they prepared food for you, didn't matter how long you were staying, didn't matter if they'd ever met you before, they wanted you to feel welcome, they wanted to make sure you knew that you belonged. And so there was never a moment where I felt like I wasn't at home. Uh, and that's just, just how I want to be for people here. I want to make sure that everybody knows that I will always be a place of refuge for them. Like anybody can come talk to me, I will be intentional. I will listen to you. I want you to feel loved in the same way that 
God wants everybody to feel loved the way that God made us to be. He wants us to feel loved and he wants us to love other people. And so that's just what I've taken home is being intentional with people. And Powerful stuff. Very powerful stuff. Uh, mine is a kind of a downer, I think. Kind of oh, good. Opposite direction. <laughs> uh, just the last week, actually, or the last two weeks, it's become uh, more profound, and that is that um, I teach in a public school system, uh, so God can't come in as much. Uh, and it's really, really difficult for me to teach math as I know it without um, saying how much God is a part of that or how much it's a part of him. Uh, so it's a restraint that I'm not comfortable with and it's not fun. Yeah. Um, I can still, I think, get that across in some ways that I can get it across, but it's, uh, man, it's, it's just a poor statement of uh, who we are as a nation, I think, that we've chosen to allow that to happen. And yet I know that there are many teachers in this room like yourself that bring Jesus right into the school every single day. Yeah. And wonder about kids and students getting a glimpse of God because of the way that you love and who you are, Greg. Powerful stuff. Okay, so here's your chance. In just a couple of minutes, uh, we have left. So tell us. Why should somebody go? We talked about like it's just the DNA of who Riverside is. If Riverside has not been this place where let's build, let's build big buildings and fill them up, but let's be people that live an outward facing life. Why in the world should somebody go? Whether that's to Uganda, why should they go to Uganda, Haiti, Hope Center, step out and start living an outward facing life. Why is that so central for us? Here's your chance. Give it to us. Put you on the spot. <laughs> to be unselfish and to be full-heartedly committed to going and serving God and his people anywhere is the greatest gift that you will ever receive. Being unselfish and going is the best gift you can receive. It's... Um, It doesn't take going far to be a missionary. You can be a missionary in your own community. You can be a missionary in your own schools. You can go across the ocean and be a missionary. It is just one of the most beautiful things you can do because it teaches you more about yourself. It teaches you more about the world around you. Uh, It expands your horizons. You get to see something greater than yourself. It's what we're called to do. God doesn't want us to sit still and keep the word to ourselves. The word is so great that it needs to be shared. Just like Sophie was saying this morning in her prayer, this is what we're meant to do. If it's something so important and so profound, if we only knew like what it meant entirely, there'd be no way we would ever not be spreading his word. And so that's why I say. I mean, To be 17 and to be able to say that, I mean, holy smokes, it's just powerful to see the Lord get a hold of somebody that way. 
beautiful stuff. Craig, how about for you? So we're on opposite ends of that. She's 17, and I'm <laughs> and a little bit north. And um, it's super clear. I've been missing out. Uh, so the, you know, the you go to like presumably, I guess you go on a mission to give. But if I had my plate of give and my plate of got, the plate of God is just tremendously overwhelmingly fuller than the plate of give. It's a profound experience. It's really, really, really powerful. Yeah. And I mean this in the deepest compliment way possible. Ordinary people that live extraordinary lives by saying, so will I. I'll go wherever you send me. And so would you please thank Craig and Alba for sharing just a little bit this morning. Just leave them. That's fine. That's fine. And so just as we wrap up, just want to tell you this community has been invested in Uganda for many, many years now. And uh, we have been sending teams of people and we've also been sending resources. Um, Riverside has um, a child sponsorship of, uh, with Musana there who is probably some of the best that we've ever come across, the best ministry that we've ever come across in 15 years of Riverside's existence. They are remarkable at what they do. And so we love to partner with them in what we do as a child sponsorship. And I want to show you the difference of what it looks like for a child to be sponsored. So let's watch this short little clip. My name is Yanunda Rebecca. girl in our family. When I left home in 2006, seeking for better education, I went to Manatha Primary School in Uganda District. The life was not easy for me at Manatha because we had no food to eat sometimes and we had no hope of being educated because of that. I thank Mosana as an organization for holding my hand up to this stage because it wasn't easy for me to be at school because my parents had no money to educate us in good schools. It was in 2008 when I came to Mosana. By that time, the life changed. We started eating good meals having fans, everything was in place for us to enjoy. In my family, everything changed. In 2010, I passed my exams. When time came, I did my certificate in early childhood development. I graduated in 2017, and now I'm a teacher at Musana. And I love teaching these children so much. Proud of what I am today. Glory be to God. I am Rebecca. I am a teacher. And I am love. It's powerful, powerful stuff. And so this morning, just as we wrap it up, I've asked Michelle Woodman, who oversees all of our missions here at the church, to give you just a brief word about our child sponsorship. And so would you please welcome Michelle up this morning. Get the mic. Oh, here it comes. Sorry. 
It is bright. <laughs> it's on. Oh, yeah, it should be on. Hello? There it is. Thank you. So Rebecca does have an incredibly powerful story. Um, unfortunately, her story is very common in the Aganga district where we've been serving for almost 14 years in Uganda. It's a story of poverty and abuse and struggle. But um, due to the power of Jesus Christ and amazing partnerships like Musana Community Development Organization, it's a story of transformation and um, empowerment, dignity, love, and hope. And so to this morning, as you've been listening to these stories of these teams that have come back, what can you do? So as I've prayed about that, there's three things that have come to mind. And the first one is prayer. That is something that is powerful and should never be underestimated. You can do that starting today, to pray for people like Rebecca and Musana and teams that go. The second one is to simply go as you're called. So is this the year that you go to join teams um, like um, the one that served this year? And the next one is the SHINE program. Um, we've got a table set up outside this morning, just out in the entryway. And the SHINE program that Masana does is a little bit different. They um, have a um, program that's set up as a huge dignity factor. So you've heard about other programs where you get to um, exchange letters with your kids. They actually don't do that because they like to um, get up underneath the local program and uh, treat it like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh. <laughs> so they want to let them know that they can have self-sustainability. So not only are you not just um, sponsoring that child, you're sponsoring a community. Mm -hmm. So you're sponsoring women's programs, you're sponsoring new school um, um, buildings and men's programs. So you're not just sponsoring one child, you're sponsoring the entire community. So for $40 a month, you're sponsoring um, lots and lots of people. So please um, come talk to us outside in the entryway and we'd love to talk to you this morning. So hang tight, Michelle. Yeah. One second. Um, and so this morning, I just want to encourage you. Um, as we prayed this morning, it's just the central message of the gospel that we are people that live so will I type of lives. Wherever we find ourselves and that we are people that are willing to meet needs across the table or across the world. And so I'd love for you to prayerfully consider... Um, uh, partnering with Musana in their Shine program. It is a beautiful thing that I've been a part of for years and would love for you to consider. And so I'm going to ask Michelle um, to pray us out this morning. And so would you please stand and receive this blessing as we go. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for every single person that has um, just walked through these doors and every person that has said yes and answered to the go, whether that be through um, prayer, monetary, and just going abroad, Lord. We just um, thank you for this day, and um, in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.